touchdown. Of course, the crowd wants Reed to go for it. Wouldn't be surprised if he did on fourth down and one. So, anyways, with that time, George. Welcome to fourth and one. I'm Todd Palmer, joined by Nick Jacobs. And the regular season is upon us, Nick. Uh, this one will count. The Chiefs travel to Glendale, Arizona to play the Cardinals at 325 on Sunday. Are you nervous? No, I'm not nervous. I watched Coach's film the other night. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, I've heard some people talking like that they expect this to be a tough game. I get that the Cardinals have been, you know, in the playoff race for the last couple of years with Kyler Murray and Cliff Kingsbury down there. I just, I don't think they're as good a team as the Chiefs, and I'm not that worried that they're going to win and cover. Well, I mean, the biggest issue that I had with watching, because I went through their preseason games, then I went through part of their early games last year, and I went through middle part of their season, and I went through the late part of their season uh, yesterday and a little bit of Monday. And they didn't really do as much as I thought they should have to really kind of take their their offense to a new level and um, really try to build off that playoff success and really try to put it all together. I was kind of underwhelmed with what I ended up seeing from what they did roster wise to really try to solidify um, some of the weaknesses on their team. So I, I was kind of surprised whenever I watched what I did and we looked at what they did move wise. And I'm like, this doesn't really not a ton here that I'm like, wow, they really went above and beyond to really try to, build off of it and try to figure out a way to, you know, take down the Los Angeles Rams and really uh, win the NFC West. Yeah. I mean, I, I look at their offense, for example, and James Connor is, is consistently beat up. And then you've got, Eno Benjamin and Daryl Williams, who Chiefs fans know pretty well. DeAndre Hopkins is going to miss a few games. Zach Hurts, I think six. is on the back. He's going to miss six. <laughs> right. He's going to miss the first six games. Well, and then, who knows how long it takes him to play into shape and, and be the DeAndre Hopkins that, that, you know, people expect um, or, or how this is going to affect him when he, when he does get on the field, um, you know, um, is he going to, you know, just how he's going to react to everything. Um, you know, Zach Ertz is, is on the back hill side of his career and he, you know, um, you know, you look at the rest of their same thing can be said for AJ green. I mean, I like Rondell Moore, um, uh, you know, the Marquise Brown trade. Um, obviously, there's a connection there with Kyler Murray. He had, you know, a lot of success. The two of them had a lot of success together to, in 2018 at Oklahoma when Murray won the Heisman. And But, I, I mean, I don't think they're a, a – I, I agree with you. I, they're not, I don't think they're a threat to win the NFC. Uh, I don't think they're a threat to win the NFC West, uh, much less the conference. And, and I just – I don't think they're much of a threat to the chiefs. If the chiefs are the team that we think they are, which is a super bowl contender, once again, they should beat Arizona. It's that simple. Yeah. I mean, look, I mean, from what I saw from watching the tape, I mean, Kyler Murray right now doesn't like getting pressure in the a gap. The a gap really bothers him. So if Chris Jones is able to get the push he needs to, or the chiefs are bringing some a gap, B gap blitzes, he does not like when the pocket collapses up the middle. That's one of the things he really hates. He's okay if, if somebody flushes him out of the pocket um, in terms of, you know, defensive end to where he can replace where they vacated. He's okay with that type of it, but he does start to get flustered a lot more 
when he routinely gets pressure between guard to guard. Um, I don't think that that's changed yet. And the fact that they decided not playing him the preseason is an awful idea, in my opinion. And I think that's going to come back to bite him because he's going to be rusty and the game's going to be going fast for him. And I just don't think that – I don't think it was a smart move on their part, but they did it. So it is what it is on that one. And with Murray, he's fine if you don't change – if you don't disguise coverage, if what he sees is what you do, he's fine. He'll make it work. He can, he knows exactly where to throw it. And he's, he's good with that. It's whenever what he sees isn't what ends up happening. after the ball snapped, that's when he starts to hesitate a little bit more. And then, and then occasionally try to get outside the pocket and try to create. Um, and then he starts, he has some footwork issues and he has some throwing issues and the accuracy starts to get off. Uh, at, at that point and you know resetting his feet sometimes isn't isn't some of the best that he does and he does make some panic decisions if 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 the offense gets out of structure and it's not what he expected it to be so there's going to be some problems there um then i also think that from a defensive perspective with arizona <laughs> that secondary is not in a good spot and they're pretty beat up as is so I just I don't think that Arizona is going to be able to handle what the Chiefs do. It all comes down to Arizona's pass rush against the Chiefs, and I, not having Chandler Jones and potentially not having JJ Watt. Um, obviously, Chandler Jones with him moving on to the to the Raiders. I mean, the, 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 I just don't see a big pass rush there. And I mean, you know, Marcus Golden from Mizzou is on the roster, but he's hurt, so it, it's he was limited, if I remember correctly. Or uh, he's either a limiter or DMP. I can't remember, but um, for Wednesday's injury report. But at the end of the day, though, I mean, there's just there's a lot there that the Chiefs can exploit. And with an Andy with Andy Reid, I think the Chiefs will be able to show enough who they are and make the statement that they want to in that game. But I also think there's a chance at some point that they'll throttle back because they need to start kind of giving themselves a chance to really not showcase everything they want to when they play the chargers on Thursday night. Yeah. I mean, so to start the week, JJ Watt and Marcus golden, both, both mispractice. So not a great sign coming into the season for them. I, I think this is also the Kyler Kyler Murray is the kind of quarterback where I think the, the chiefs, um, yes, they got younger. There's a lot of focus on the, the younger secondary corner players, things like that. I think one of the ways that the Chiefs defense is going to be different this year is the speed, right? I mean, especially the Neemans of the world, the Sorensons of the world, um, not being on that team anymore. Did there. you say Neeman? I did. I did. Uh, you know, old friend alert. I'm not sure. Uh, uh, Nick, do you know where Ben Neeman plays? I, I know you track his every move. I don't think a lot of people know that Ben Neiman's actually on the Arizona Cardinals, <laughs> right. as is Daryl Williams. So they have a player from last year's roster on each side of the ball, and I'm, I'm sure they're asking them a great deal about Mahomes and uh, the Chiefs' offense. Yeah, well, and if Kyler Murray is not playing Call of Duty, um, which is only a joke that I make because the Arizona Cardinals put it in his contract and made it a joke, made it fodder for the rest of us, uh, but. If I'm if I'm Kyler Murray, I, I spent some time with Ben Neiman trying to, you know, pick his brain about what the coverages are supposed to look like. Um, you know, regardless of whether Ben Neiman could execute him, 
what was it supposed to look like, you know, when the chiefs did certain things? Um, I'm, I'm not sure how much that happened. You know, I don't know how much input he sought from the third string, but a linebacker, uh, who was new to his team, but certainly I, I would have asked him, um, you know, cause, um, you know, by, you know, he's a coach's kid, uh, you know, and has hung around the league for a reason. He certainly would probably have some thoughts and some insights on Spagnolo and what he likes to do. But I think that, 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 the chiefs are, uh, have more speed on defense this year. And I think that that's going to show up in games against guys like a Kyler Murray. I know he didn't have nearly the rushing campaign that he did his second season last year. Uh, and I know that they're trying to reduce the wear and tear and not get him too banged up, especially early in the season. Uh, but he's still a threat with his legs. That's one of his biggest weapons. But I think that the team speed will show up when you're facing, uh, you know, guys like a Kyler Murray, um, you know, and, and having to chase, chase him around. I think it could be a long day for Kyler Murray and company. Um, you know, I, I just, I, I think the chiefs are, are going to have a point to prove, um, you know, and, and Andy Reed is fantastic uh, in openers. Everybody knows how good he is in openers and how good he is coming off buys. You give Andy Reed time to prepare. Um, he's, he's an assassin. Um, with his game plan. And I expect that's going to be the case against Cliff Kingsbury this week. Yeah. And the other part of it that uh, I don't know if enough people know or researched on um, with Vance Joseph being the defensive coordinator for the Arizona Cardinals, Mahomes has done very well against him. I mean, the games were close and the ones that Mahomes started against him uh, in terms of point spread, but he was able to navigate his defenses and be able to come out on top of it. And Looking at them, the Chiefs are going to need to run a lot of trips formations and really kind of stretch out some of the some of those coverages. And there's a, they leave a lot of voids to be desired there, to where the Chiefs can relentlessly attack that with the wide receiving group that they have, and they can they can really send Chiefs can really send a message to the rest of the league. And if they're on point and they're able to execute in a way that I think they'll be able to, they're they should have a comfortable victory, but. I think there's a bigger message that the Chiefs can send if they can build off what they did in preseason and really kind of put the league on notice headed into that Thursday night game. I will be interested to see Isaiah Simmons is a Olathe North kid who plays, you know, the star position for, uh, you know, in this defense. I will be interested to see like the evolution uh, as he continues to uh, to grow as a former first round pick, but. I look at, you know, like Trayvon Mullen as the starting left cornerback. Um, and, and I just, uh, you know, and like you said, with, with the Vance Joseph, with the familiarity Patrick Mahomes has with some of the personnel. Um, uh, yeah, I, 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 I think this is a game where Patrick Mahomes knows that people doubt what he can do after Tyreek Hill went you know, left. Patrick Mahomes knows that he was picked, you know, number eight by his peers and the NFL 100 Patrick Mahomes knows that people are counting them out after they lost in the over, you know, after they blew a 21, three halftime lead uh, in the AFC championship game last year, I think as much as anybody, Patrick Mahomes is motivated to go up, to go out and, and really shove in week one uh, and set the tone for, uh, you know, I, I don't think he's, his goal is to be the MVP, but I think he wants to put together a season that will put him in that conversation. Um, and, and I, I, I think that that is his expectation 100%. Um, so what are your expectations for Patrick Mahomes this year? I mean, is, 
5,000 yards and 50 touchdowns uh, realistic again. I mean, he's done it before in a 16-game season. Now he's got 17 if they need it. I'll be honest with you. I don't care about stats. I don't care. Did you hoist the Lombardi at the end of the year? Did you hoist the Lamar Hunt trophy? If you did those things, that's really all that matters at the end of the day. And for this one, what I want to see Mahomes do, especially in the regular season, I want him to go scorched earth on everybody. I want him to be like Liam Neeson and Taken. I want him to be like Denzel Washington, a man on fire, just relentless pursuit. Keanu Reeves and Wick. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, John Wick was trying to, you know, he was trying to avenge, you know, the loss of his, you know, wife or dog. I can't remember on that one. Um, but either way, if you want to throw John Wick in the mix, you can. But at the end of the day, all those people combined, that's what Patrick Mahomes is. I think that's the type of focus he's going to have. He's going out there to <clears throat> to just quiet a lot of people, just end it. And then and then all uh, all the national media would be backtracking at that point and you know, because I mean, I know, I know that it got a lot of play whenever Bart Scott went out and uh, said on that show that the Chiefs weren't making the playoffs, and everybody on the panel, you know, kind of um, got after him about that. And you know, he, he may be playing the role that he needs to for the show to be the contrarian and everything, and that's fine. But I mean, look, I mean, I just I think Mahomes is like, I think Mahomes is a man on a mission, and I I just don't I don't envy the Cardinals' position. And I think I, I'm kind of hoping Mahomes can take it to a whole new level against the Chargers when everybody's watching on Thursday night. Yeah, and look, we talked about this in the offseason, and, and I think it's worth stating again, though. Like, last year, he didn't get the regular offseason preparation that he gets because he was coming off the foot surgery. Uh, you know, he was still uh, year one as a parent trying to figure some of that stuff out, right? Like, I mean, that's, that's not always um, – you know, the easiest thing in the world, um, you know, to, to adjust to that in life. He's planning a wedding. There's a million things going on in that guy's world this year. It was, it was, a it was football, right? Like he got the new players together in Texas. Um, you know, he certainly, you know, he still got married. He still done all those things, you know, and, 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 you know, still, you know, he popped up at the grand prix in Miami and lived his life, but there was a lot more football to this off season. And he has looked I mean, you look at what they did in the preseason. I know small sample size teams are playing vanilla offenses uh, or vanilla defenses, that kind of thing. Uh, but I mean, they, they showed what they can do. And I, I think that he spent a lot of time, uh, you know, looking at, you know, dissecting the shell coverages and doing a better job, anticipating what kind of defenses are going to see and what they need to do uh, to counter. I mean, it's kind of like when you talk about pass rushing, right. And it's like, you know, uh, guys have to have counters off their counters off their counters, you know, to, to be able to effectively get to the quarterback with some level of consistency. I think that's the kind of uh, what, what Patrick Mahomes is going to build has built into his game this year is, is like last year teams were able to kind of replicate a couple different styles of defense and have some success against the chiefs. Some of that was personnel related, but some of that certainly, it, it, you know, is stuff that, the Chiefs want to be able to counter it, and they want to they want to be a little bit smarter about how they approach it. Uh, and and I think that um, I think this is a game of chess this year for Patrick Mahomes, and I think he intends on putting everybody in checkmate. Scorched Earth. <laughs> no, no doubt. I mean, I, 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 you know, whatever. Like, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I will. You know, you talk about stats. I do think that that fifty touchdowns, five thousand yards, those things are well within reach. And if he goes scorched earth, that I mean, that's. 
that's the territory you're talking. But I, I think, I think his ultimate goal is, is absolutely uh, another Lombardi trophy. But um, I, I think if, you know, along the way, I, I think he's going to send a message. Um, I, I did want to real quick, um, you know, when, what do you see this as a 10 win, 12 win, 13 win season? How do you see this shaping out or shaping up? And do you see a seventh AFC West title? Or do you think that the Chiefs are, are you know, because of the schedule, um, could be in a little bit more of a dogfight and, and be in that wild card mix? Um, I mean, the season prediction I did in KSHB.com, I had the Chiefs going 13 and four in that. I mean, I could easily see 12 and five, 13 and four. I just don't think that there's, as long as everybody can stay healthy, and we'll preface it that way, um, there's certain people that need to stay healthy. And if those people do stay healthy, and the people I'm referring to, like I did in the articles, Patrick Mahomes, the Chiefs offensive line, <laughs> so they don't have to go into the one person they have depth-wise. Um, can, yeah, you, can Nick Allegretti play left tackle? Um, and, then, and, and then Chris Jones, and then at that point, Juju Smith-Schuster and Travis Kelsey. I mean, those are the guys that this team really needs to be as healthy as possible and stay as healthy as possible just simply because like, I mean, obviously Patrick Mahomes, you know, like that, that's your number one. And, and if he can't, you know, if, if I'm not, I hope it doesn't happen, but if it did like, you know, the rest of it doesn't matter, but All bets are off. Yeah. But I mean, like those are the other guys that really, I think kind of help put this together and kind of keep this thing stabilized. And that's not disrespect to other players. It's just like, there's just not somebody behind those guys at those positions that can really, give that same level or get that same respect from opponents that those guys can. Yeah. I mean, I think Kelsey is the on offense is, is the, the clear one other than Mahomes. Um, um, I, I just, I, I think so much of the conversation about how, yeah, they may not have an elite receiver a la Tyree kill anymore, but the depth one through five is much better than the depth has been um, at wide receiver since, since Mahomes has been here. Um, but I think a lot of that's predicated on the fact that you've got a tight end who has had six 1000 yard seasons in a row and you expect him to have a seventh and be that, that weapon again, that other teams have to account for. I don't know if he goes down that other teams uh, are going to look at Jody Fortson or Noah Gray uh, or Kendall Blanton, uh, if Blake Bell's not back, uh, in quite the same way, right? So I think that uh, beyond Patrick Mahomes and in the offensive line, um, Kelsey's Kelsey's critical. I would throw Justin Reed in there too. I think he's already established himself as a leader on that defense. Um, I, I still, you know, we're the sh I live in the Show Me State. I still kind of want one one Thornhill to show me that he's back to that guy his rookie season, uh, but. I think Justin Reed is going to is going to bring an edge and an attitude in much the same way that Tyron Matthew did to that secondary when he first arrived. I think Justin Reed is going to replicate that in some ways, um, you know, with his play and his leadership. So I think he's a critical piece on that defense as well. Time will tell Todd time will tell. Um, so who do you, who, is there anybody that you expect to be a, a surprise um, if there's one guy that, that you're like, man, um, you know, I don't think a lot of people are expecting it, but this guy is going to be um, critical. By the time we look get to week 18 and we're looking back, like this guy will have been, uh, played a massive role in the Chiefs season. 
and it's not a player. It's defensive line coach Joe Cullen. That's that's the guy that's, that I think is the one that will either make the difference that he needs to, or you know, I mean, we'll we'll see what the because like the, the Chiefs' defensive line hasn't gotten the production that they've needed to in Steve Spagnuolo's scheme since he's been here, in my opinion. And now that Joe Collins in that position, that's the big question mark for me is can Joe Collins be the guy that can help Carl Loftus get to where he needs to, can help Frank Clark, Chris Jones, and so on, be able to get tap into what they need to be as pass rushers. Because so much of the scheme is based on coverage and what the pass rushers can do. And especially for the rookies early in the secondary, they need that pass rush to get to kind of really help rattle a quarterback so they can all have chances. And obviously Dave Merritt, as we've talked about many a times before, Merritt's the other guy that the, how quickly those guys can get developed under his tutelage. The, those are two guys that are going to be really big in what the Chiefs can and can't do. And then we'll uh, we'll see from there. But I think Matt Nagy is going to help bring some nice little twists as well to this offense that Chiefs fans will be oh, dude, I remember when that stuff used to happen under Alex Smith. And then uh, see some of that there. So I think – from a coaching perspective, I think those are three guys that are probably going to be underrated until you start kind of seeing things unfold week by week. Or is it called step by step, day by day? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I think I think that the I don't know that there's going to be like a, a surprise player in terms of production. Like, I mean, it's easy to say like, oh, Isaiah Pacheco is going to, you know, have more. Well, but we've seen that in training camp that there's a chance he's going to have a role. Right. Um we know that that uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling is, is supposed to be the deep threat, and that Juju has the best connection. And uh, I, I think if I were going to have to, if I were pressed to pick one on offense, I I, I think I would say McColl. Though I just think it's a contract year. I think he's got some untapped potential. I think he, um, you know, he knows that this is he's got to go out and kind of put it all together, um, and and. I think he can go out and maybe approach like, uh, let, let me put it this way. I, I would not be totally stunned if he ends up being the the leading receiver on the team. Um, I'm not predicting that's going to happen. I still think it'll be Juju, um, but um, I could see, I could see McCole Hardman jr. Being a guy that we look back at the end of the year and say, wow, did not see that coming. Like he made a, a big leap this year and it's about time. That would certainly be a surprise, Todd. One that will uh, surprise me a great deal if that's the case. Yeah, no, I just, I, 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 uh, I'm rooting for the guy. Uh, and part of that's because I'm not sure that MVS and Mahomes are quite on the same wavelength yet. Um, and so I think that the comfort level he already has established with McCole Hardman Jr. may play a factor. And if he rises to the occasion early in the season and develops, a little bit of trust that maybe was lost in recent seasons, then I think that's where um, McCole Hardman could really uh, blossom. Well, it would be a welcome addition. If that happens, we will <laughs> certainly see if that, if that, if your uh, if your opinion becomes a reality. Well, noted McCole Hardman skeptic, Nick Jacobs uh, is signaling to move on. <laughs> uh, I don't, I don't want to be mean and say what I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah, no, but I mean, like, I, 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 I just, I don't know. I'm trying to be optimistic, man. I'm trying to be optimistic. I'm not saying you can't be optimistic. I'm just telling you, I can't, I can't go on that journey with you, man. <laughs> it's just not a journey I'm willing to go on. <laughs> um, all right. Well, is there anything 
else about this game or anything that, that concerns you going into this game other than, you know, the injury risk that's, that's present anytime these guys are playing? Uh, no, I mean, injury is kind of the biggest, the biggest part of it. But, I mean, for, for everything else, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm not really – I don't know. I mean, watch, watching, watching some of the Cardinals games, I felt put me a lot more at ease than I expected it to from being able to see what they, what they did and didn't do. And so I, I really like the Chiefs' chances in this game to have a comfortable win. I mean, we'll see what happens, and I'm sure if I'm wrong, people will – don't worry the internet finds a way to get the receipts and uh, make sure they notify you of the fact they paid attention so you know we'll we'll see how that shakes out yeah i just don't see i don't know especially if their top two pass rushers are out i mean i guess they've still got richard lawrence <laughs> you know the richard uh, lawrence wow Z- zaven collins i mean like like i mean they've got it's it's not that they don't have quality players on the you know but if jj watt and marcus golden aren't aren't available or are are less than 100 percent for that that game i just it's hard for me to see them bothering patrick mahomes enough and it's hard for me to see kyler murray making enough plays for arizona to to make it like to 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 pull off the the upset i mean you know look look the fact that Vegas has the Chiefs as a three point three, you know, almost a touchdown favorite at home now, um, tells you a lot about what people think about that game. Hey, but at least you get to see Jim Nance and Tony Romo do the game for that one. So, I hope what you're hyped up for that one? Because uh, some people in my mentions are very upset by that, and they wanted to know how they could get Tony Romo not to uh, not to do the games anymore. And I told him, well, when Patrick Mahomes isn't quarterback anymore, right. that'll be, that'll be the, that'll be the, that's the trade-off for the Chiefs are going to have to be terrible again. <laughs> <laughs> like, like that's the trade-off. You get a good quarterback and you have a legitimate team each year that can go to a Super Bowl. You're going to get the top-notch announcing crews. That's just what happens. So, I mean, you know, if you, if you want the Lombardis, you want to be able to brag about how good the chiefs are, you're going to have to accept some announcing teams that apparently some people don't like. But who 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 among the national guys does Kansas City like though? I don't know. I mean, I mean they hate Joe Buck. <laughs> that's for different reasons, right? But I mean, there's every from every national series experience. Every national announcer hates Kansas City and is out to get him and is horrible to listen to. Like that's that's the general consensus I get from uh, Chiefs Kingdom Twitter. I don't know. It seems like people always want Trent Green and Kevin Harlan to be doing the game. Yeah, those are Kansas City guys. They don't count. Like they're I don't those those aren't national guys. Those are local guys. We'll always fight for um, them. Todd, they're getting paid national paychecks though. Like, that's national. fine. Good good for them. I'm glad they're getting money. They're Kansas City guys. Todd. I mean, I don't know if you're aware. Trent Green was doing preseason games on uh KSHB forty one, Kevin Harlan from the area. Like they're Kansas City guys. Come on. Uh, they're getting dollar dollar bills, y'all. Look good, so they're stimulating the local economy. But you know that's still I don't consider I don't. They have a national profile, but they're 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 they are part of us when it comes to the community. Tony Romo, Joe Buck aren't part of us. In fact, Joe Buck has ties to St. Louis, which makes it even worse in a lot of people's eyes. I'm just saying, who's the national guy that that this town does like? I don't know. I, I mean, I love Gus Johnson, but most people, most people get frustrated with them. Right. I mean, like they can't even, 
they can't even get behind Gus Johnson, man. I just like I just that I just like that phrase you use. They're not a part of us. It sounds like a sounds like a fancy series on one of the networks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's some the sequel. Out, some it's the sequel to a, This Is Us. No, it's some outsider in like a high school or, or college just trying to fit in. Not a part of us. Oh, it's like it's like Freaks and Geeks too. They're just going to reboot it with like an ensemble cast. Well, it's it's not really a reboot if you give it a different title name. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Well, you got to give it like a colon something, you know. So, all right, I got nothing else to talk about as far as Arizona and uh, and the Chiefs game. Um, did you? Did you? I do. I do want to ask though, how many uh, sports books apps have you downloaded, and how much money have you wagered on games so far? Um, I, I downloaded them to look at them. I have not wagered any money. There were a lot of numbers, and it was overwhelming. So after I saw more than two numbers, I was like, "This may not be for me." Yeah, you do have a thing with numbers. There's, uh, yeah, fortunately, most of the words are small. Like, like for like, <laughs> it, if somebody you know, if somebody was uh, saying you know, kind of comparing it to a beautiful mind with all the numbers and everything, I'm the opposite of that. Well, I just saying, I think a lot of like the free money they give you, the free bets you had to use like the first week you sign up. So if you want to, if you want to try to do it and see if you can win money without actually risking any of your own money, now would be the time to do it. I get what you're saying. I feel you knocking. I mean, I'll let you in. I don't have any hors d'oeuvres for you whenever I let you in the house, um, this metaphorical house, you know, to invite <laughs> you into this conversation. All I know is I did download the apps. It may have been at a youth football game, and it did not feel right <laughs> to be looking at the at the apps while I, while I was watching my nieces again. See, my problem is I'm not in Kansas very often. So um, I downloaded stuff. I actually, um, I, I, I got, you know, free money from, from several of the sports books and uh, good old Mizzou uh, and, and former Mizzou offensive coordinator, Josh Heupel won me a couple hundred bucks off those free bets. So I can now place $5 bets all season on, on, uh, on chiefs games and, and feel good about it. I don't know what you're talking about, Todd. I don't know any of the rules or laws or ethics or anything. So all I can say is I'm happy Says for the everybody. man who was downloading, who was gambling on children's football games. First off, that's not an option. That's all I, I heard think. was you took the over under on two and a half touchdowns for your niece and you lost everything. Like, I'm going to be honest. I have no idea what you just said right now. Like you're saying words and I don't understand them. <laughs> you're saying over and under, and I'm like, I don't know. And then you, you know, you, you said some more numbers, and it just well, I get exhausted it, real quick when I hear more than two numbers. Uh, I, I, I think uh, there's an office between where I sit and where you sit where you could get a tutorial on some of this if you really want to. <laughs> Todd, I also don't know what you're talking about. But I, <laughs> oh, I, I thank I thank you for you know giving me some counsel uh, of how to not do something. So I appreciate that. I feel like I feel like I feel like so we we rebranded to KSHB 41, but I feel like we missed the boat a little bit because with gambling coming, and I think it's going to come to Missouri next year because I think the state legislature is going to get irritated that it's already in Kansas. <laughs> And I think they're going to get nervous that the Chiefs are going to get a wandering eye. Um, and so I think that Missouri is going to get on the gambling train 
uh, by the you know before the start of the 2023 NFL season as well. Um, and I think that once both states have legal gambling, being 41 action news would have been appropriate. Like it would have been, you know, because that's what it is. The gambling, the action, that's what people like about it. I think we missed the boat there. We could have been like, like DraftKings presents 41 action news. And it could have just been like you with your head spinning, talking about over-unders and parlays and money lines. So Todd, I heard the Chiefs were playing the Cardinals <laughs> on Sunday at, at 325. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I took the Chiefs. I got them at minus three and a half. Um, I parlayed that, which means that I bet with other things that Mizzou would win by more than 20 and a half against Louisiana Tech and that Kansas would win its opener by more than 30. So that's what a parlay is. I heard a whole bunch of numbers. If, okay, if the Chiefs win by more uh, than three and this a half, isn't this isn't like a challenge to keep telling me. If the Chiefs win by more saying... than three and a half, Oklahoma Joe's is on me. That's what that's the point. <laughs> Look, Todd, it's Joe's Kansas City now. And on top of it, like it's like dude, sandstone. It'll always it'll always be you, you like you can't use a lot of numbers with me. Like it it's like five years into this journey, and like you still don't understand that like you use more than two numbers with me, my brain shuts down. And like, it's, it's, I don't know if it reboots. Well, thank God we still go by 41 and not like our digital uh, call sign number on like Xfinity or something. Cause you'd be lost. I still don't have any idea what you're talking about right now. Cause my brain is still restarting. It's doing a system update. update <laughs> it's so exhausted. All right. All you numbers. need to know is Patrick Mahomes is better than Kyler Murray Andy Reid is better than Cliff Kingsbury and the Chiefs should be one to know by the time we talk to you fine folks again. See, I heard no numbers there. So like I'm doing good. One to know. I said one to know. Yeah, but, but I, kept I, take, I, process, I process that as a record. So I understand it. <laughs> okay. It's not like a word problem you were doing a little bit ago. Like I'm back in math where they're doing like word problems that just are exhausting. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, I have enjoyed gambling coming to Kansas and I will one day lose my house when it comes to Missouri. So. Dude, you really took this off the rails, man. I thought we were going to do like a chiefs Cardinals podcast and you're over here just talking about stuff you, and things. You could just cut all this part at the end. of. <laughs> so Todd, you got anything else that like <laughs> deals with the actual podcast conference. Yeah, I tried to wrap it up. I said Patrick Holmes is better than Kyler Murray and Andy Reid's better than that was me trying to wrap it up. Okay. So are you like are you like gonna a, say like goodbye? A sausage burrito. Like normally like the host says goodbye, Todd. All the right, host normally care, like oh my. <laughs>